Okay, everyone, welcome to the Department 12 podcast. Our guest today is Aminata Ware. She is a student at Capella University, and as part of her first class in uh, psychology in the master's program, right, Aminata? That's correct. Okay. As part of that class, she's been asked to interview someone working in the field uh, that she's interested in, and so she wanted to uh, talk to an IO psychologist. She reached out through LinkedIn, and I thought, hey, as long as we're doing this, why don't we record it for the podcast? And she was nice enough to say, sure, let's give it a go. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you for asking me. Like I said, this is it sound, sounded very exciting, so I said, why not? <laughs> All right. I'll try not to disappoint. So <laughs> fire when ready. Okay. So how did you enter the field of IO psychology? What attracted you to it? Well, I came in kind of a roundabout way. I have a master's in counseling, and I worked uh, in mental health for a while. And I just found that uh, to get established in that field, at least in my region, I couldn't really support my family doing it. Uh, right. But I knew I wanted to to be involved in the scientific study of, of how people think and act and feel. And because I was already pretty well established in training and development as a career, uh, mm-hmm. IO psychology seemed to be sort of the natural way to keep progressing down that road. Okay. Now, most of the people that I've talked to already and some of the things that I've read about IO psychology, there is no such thing as a typical day as an IO psychologist. Is this true for you? Uh, I think that is probably true. But I, I think it probably depends on what kind of IO psychologist you're talking about and what their actual job description is. Because there's very few IO psychologist whose job title is IO psychologist. Mostly it's, you know, something in organizational development or human resources or training and development or, you know, if they're an academic, they're, you know, obviously teaching in a psychology department. But yeah, I'd say that's very true for me. I I don't think I have the same day ever, really. Okay. Now, do you work for an organization or you do do private consultations or... I work in industry, so I work for an organization, and I am the manager of global training and development, and I'm the manager of recruiting as well for that organization. Okay. Are there any challenges or frustrations that you face? Hmm. Yeah, sure. Of course. (laughs) Uh, Whatever. Of course. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Let me think about that for a minute. You know, overall... It's very satisfying, and there's a lot. um, There's a lot of room for growth. I guess the biggest downside is that it can be a little bit isolating. In Mm -hmm. that, um, if you're not out there making an active effort to connect with other IO psychologists, the way I kind of do with this podcast, is you can start to feel. uh, a little bit isolated and lonely, and feel like you're the lone voice of this weird body of knowledge <laughs> related right. to uh, psychology and you're bringing it into this organization, it can feel like a struggle to, to communicate it well enough that, that people want to embrace it, if that makes sense. No, it does. It does. When I decided to go for my master's, I was toggling between IO psychology and educational psychology. And I was a little afraid to step into the IO because, you know, just doing online research and reading about it. And like you said, most IO psychologists won't necessarily have the title IO and doing a job search, just a basic job search. And it's like, you know, what is out there? Like, what would I apply for? You know, once I get my degree, how would I put myself out there and things like that? 
Um, what is your favorite part of the job? Or what gives you the most satisfaction? I think learning new things. Uh, there is so much to know. And there is always some new challenge that requires me to pick up a new skill or learn a new you know, body of knowledge uh, to be able to apply and do that. And I think I'm just wired in such a way that I constantly want to be learning. I'm very curious. So I I feel fortunate to have a job that allows me to do that. Yeah, Yeah. that's good. Um, What type of people do you think would be the most successful in this field? Traits, interests, or or background? Hmm. I think probably... The character strength of curiosity, um, and I'm using that, it sounds like very formal character strength. It, it's a, actually sort of a, a taxonomy of strengths called the, mm-hmm. the VIA classification of character strengths. But curiosity is a big part of it. And I think also, depending on what sort of specialty you go into, having a strong analytical sense, I think those two things working together will help you out a lot. Um, okay. It's just being able to dig into the details and be able to analyze things in a very scientific way and sometimes in a very statistical way, mm-hmm. but also being curious enough to look for patterns that, you know, that aren't necessarily going to jump off the page at you. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that would be helpful. Now, part of the part of my motivation for going into IL psychology, my background is mostly in healthcare, um, and my goal is to eventually go back into healthcare using, you know, my degree in IL psychology to help organizations, especially with the ever changing, Hmm. you know, healthcare policies and the politics and everything that that are involved. A lot of healthcare organizations are struggling right now to stay afloat. Now, what will that be by the time I complete my degree? I don't know what the nature, you know, of healthcare will be at that time, but, um, do you think there's a lot of opportunity within the healthcare field for IL psychologists? Without a doubt. And I think that there are certain kinds of problems within healthcare that IO psychologists might be uniquely qualified to help with. Mm-hmm. And I think that we have not been, we haven't really stepped up to the plate to help solve those problems in the way that we should. An awful lot of what gets published in this field, it tends to be, um, I don't want to say theoretical. Theory is a good thing. Uh, It tends to not necessarily deal with theory that's terribly useful to anyone. Um, Whereas if you look at healthcare, something as simple as how do we increase the rates of people washing their hands to reduce infection? That's 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 like a key. um, That's a great example of something that deals with human behavior in a workplace that has a huge impact on uh, health outcomes and, and even life or death. And that's, that's an area true. where IO psychologists have not had that much to say about it. And we are might be the best people to do it. That's good. I'm, I'm glad you pointed that. I actually, <laughs> the last job that I held within healthcare, I, um, in addition to my job, I was also the hand washing specialist. Mm. <laughs> and I had to, you know, you know how they have secret shoppers at the yeah. mall. Uh-huh. I sort of had to, you know, Sneak up on people and see if they were washing their hands. It's, so it's interesting it, that you, you yeah. brought that up. Well, it's, it seems like the simplest thing in the world, right? But yeah, it, there's something going on there. Um, and the, the usual ways that we've gone about approaching it haven't been working or we've sort of hit the, the, the maximum of what they're going to do. So 
there's something going on in this aspect of human behavior that we haven't gotten to yet by approaching it from the standpoint of microbiology and from the standpoint mm-hmm. of, you know, the, the areas where we're looking at it. It's going to take somebody who can really dig into this as a problem of human behavior mm-hmm. that's going to help solve that problem. And I think that's where, you know, that's what psychology is all about. So hopefully we can. Maybe you will. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> um do you have any major competitors in your current work environment? Um, not sure what you mean. You mean like does my company have competitors? Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, let's see what was my next question. The customers or, you know, the the mm-hmm. type of organization. Can you tell me a little bit more about the type of organizations or individuals that you help? I know IL psychologists um, can sometimes work with leaders. They might work with a specific individual, a group of people in a specific department. Sure. Um, what type of people do you usually uh, help or what types of organizations? You know, within my company, I have the privilege of working with really a wide range of people. So some of the sort of stakeholder groups that I work with are leaders. So I do a lot of leadership development, leadership coaching. Mm-hmm. I also, as the, the training and development person, um, you know, that's a much wider net and, and everyone in the company to some extent has that a training and development opportunity. And then as the recruiting person, uh, you know, I'm working with job candidates and, and hiring managers. So I think each of those has its own challenges and its own sort of interesting pieces to it. But right. uh, kind of related to the competitor question you had before, you know, one of the things I have to try to do is to say, okay, um, how you know how do we present this company to job candidates in a way that will right. make us an employer of choice versus those competitors because you mm-hmm. know they've got these advantages over us we've got these advantages over them so how do we reach out and communicate to the people who are going to be the best fit for us in our jobs so as an example exactly. okay very good um now I'm a little afraid. I'm thinking about it, but I'm a little afraid just because of the whole family dynamic. Mm -hmm. I want to go for my PhD, but I'm not quite sure yet. Um, What type of preparation uh, credentials or training do you think would be best for the field? I mean, I know that having a PhD is obviously, you know, the best that, you know, you could achieve, obviously, over a master's degree. But with a master's degree, do you still see a great deal of opportunity yeah, absolutely. I think there's um, the, the skills that you're going to learn in a master's program are going to prepare you very well for, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of different kinds of jobs. You know, anything that really relates to to human affect, cognition or behavior in the workplace. And de- depending on you know what you decide to specialize in and as you go through your coursework, something that's probably going to click for you. But, yeah, you know, I think it's... Um, yeah, you know, the PhD certainly opens some doors uh, for you, but by no means is, is a master's degree a, a, like an entry level or a limiting thing in, in IO psychology. There's an awful lot of really top-notch practitioners out there who are master's level. Okay. Yeah, a lot of things that I read and some people that I talk to, they're just like, oh, to get the, the best out of it, you should get a PhD, you should get a PhD. And it's like, well, you know, I don't know yet. You know, I've got my family and, and my husband just completed his dissertation. I saw, you know, he worked really, really hard and yeah. you know, 
took a lot of time away from the family. So that, that, that would be my only fear. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that was my experience as well. And, uh, yeah. you know, it, it, you know, maybe it's the right time or maybe it'll, the right time will be later. And, and maybe you get an employer that helps you pay for all of that later as well right. <laughs> after you're already, uh, you know, established with them and showing value. But, uh, yeah, I think a, a master's is certainly a, a very good entry into the, into the field. Okay. Um, I know social media is, is big, but what other suggestions would you have, um, to, in order for me to make myself marketable or competitive in this field? So I think figuring out as you go through your coursework, what you want to specialize in and then focusing as much as possible on that. Um, way I like to put it is if you have a heart problem, you want to see a heart doctor, a cardiologist, right? You don't want somebody who's like a general, well-rounded doctor, right? You want somebody who's like eating, sleeping, breathing cardiology, and they're reading journals on the beach on their vacation. Like that's the person you want to work with. And so most people, when they're looking to hire an IO psychologist, they're really looking for a specialist. They're looking for an expert. And so they don't want somebody who's like a general IO psychologist. They want somebody who's like the, you know, the diversity expert or the, the employee selection expert or, or whatever it is that you decide is of most interest to you. But the more you specialize in that and the more you can build up like a body of work and uh, demonstrate experience around that, I think that the better your, your prospects would be. Okay. Thank you. Um, do you have any other recommendations for me to consider uh, regarding IO psychology? You know, I think having conversations like this are, are probably good. I think this is a good assignment that you got. And I think also going to uh, PSYOP if you have the opportunity, which is the mm-hmm. the conference. And that's uh, something that, you know, I really uh, have not been able to do. And it is a real limiting factor. That is the place that people go to meet each other in our little world. And right. uh, aside from, you know, podcasts like this and other little outlets, but that event um, and the organization that's kind of built up around it is is a pretty big deal. So if you can possibly get yourself to sign up, I'd recommend that as well. Okay, thank you. Someone else also recommended it. I did join um, this, you know, the student APA as a student. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not joined SIOP yet. I have been to the website though and, and looked around, um, but I do need to go ahead and become a member and mm-hmm. look at the different benefits that are available as a student. Oh, yeah. By all means, sign up as a student because it's so much cheaper to. <laughs> Yes, I saw that too. <laughs> um, well, really, that those were the only questions that I had. Um, let me just make sure I covered everything. Uh, yeah, that was it. Right. You pretty much answered everything thoroughly. And um, I do appreciate you taking the time to speak with me. Thank you for responding to my post. I was a little afraid, like, I don't know anyone like how am i going to find someone to interview <laughs> well i hope people are willing to to help out for things like this and i guess for anybody listening if you aren't shame on you because this is the way you help new people come up through the field i'm curious if you could answer a question for me how do my answers compare to the other interviews you've been doing do you see like consistent patterns or um anything surprising you so far I do actually. Everyone has pretty much answered the questions basically uh, in the the same way. Huh. Um, the only difference 
probably is, you know, the what led them to, you know, choose IL psychology. Obviously, everyone's motivation is different. But um, one person did mention um, in terms of, you know, difficulties that that they face is the pushback that they get from leadership because mm-hmm. people don't really want to change. Sure. <laughs> they want to keep things the same. So she she did mention that as a frustration. Um, uh, yeah, that makes sense. I guess I wouldn't think about that being an IO site particular <laughs> one because that's just like all human beings mostly yeah, don't want to change. So whether you <laughs> yeah. worked in accounting or healthcare or whatever, that's kind of a common yeah, thing. But yeah, 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 I, yeah it's don't want to do it. <laughs> so um, thank you for, for uh, being on the show and thanks for uh, being willing to record this interview and uh, I hope you got what you needed from it. Yes, thank you so much. Again, I really appreciate you taking the time and offering this, the podcast as a forum. I, I was really excited. I was like, oh, that's different. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you.